meeting is being recorded. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? No, I'm not in. All right, I just gotta make sure I edit that out. Siri, Siri said that shit with her chest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that that's never <laughs> that, that threw me off. <laughs> Uh, well, what's up, everybody? How are you doing? What's good? That's gracious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Pull this together. Oh, how, how was your uh, how was your uh, week going so far? Um, it's going pretty good, man. You know, the world's still falling apart. And black people are still struggling, but you know, we 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 inching we inching closer and closer to where we're supposed to be. I guess. So it's okay. What that mean, bro? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a little. I got I got like a little stomach bug right now. My throat a little itchy, so I'm just frazzled. Mm. Oh, is that COVID? That's no, that, no, no, I no. Asked. I ain't got no COVID. I don't got no COVID. COVID. Sure. I'm not. I told COVID. him. I told Hob we were in denial too. <laughs> but that, but the, yeah, y'all are, are forgetting. I'm immune. I'm I'm immune to this disease. Not like my cousin. <laughs> we don't. Right. You create your own reality. You create your own reality. Hmm? Are you vaccinated? Yeah. I'm not double. I'm not double vax, but I'm single vax. I'm cool with the single vax. I don't need two of them. So what? You got two shots? Are you saying? Yeah, I got the I got the Pfizer shot. Okay. So I, you know, I got like ninety seven percent protection. That's all I need. I don't need. I got Pfizer. Well, me and you in the same boat, and yeah. I still got it. Hey, well, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm immune, strong immune system, young, hearty. Ugh. I, I have a strong immune system. Bruh, I don't know. But obviously not. You got COVID. Well, I had it. Now I'm immune. I am immunosuppressant, so I kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm immuno. My, I have to, my immune system is suppressed, so I actually have a reason why I got COVID. But now, now we say that out loud, Daryl. I don't know why you got it. Well, and I, I mean, I, I, I take a quarter of people with COVID. I, I take Humira, and so that's technically supposed to fight my ability to fight infection, and I'm still out here kicking. So, <laughs> is this a commercial? No. Oh, they got like, like um, arthritis or something. Hold on. Bro, you're I supposed got, to be I got, walking your dog talking about Humira. I got ankylosis spondylitis. I thought it was like an old person's like medicine, like the ones like. Yeah, it's the it's that mesothelioma shit. You know, something happened, and I got I got bad back. Are you joking? Are you serious? No, I'm dead ass. My back produces an extra of this protein that makes my back swell up. And so like, it gets tighter if I don't work out and stuff. Um, luckily, I've been working out a lot, so I don't really need the Humira as much now. But mm-hmm. when I wasn't working out, I like could barely touch my toes. Or touch my knees. Is that from football injuries or just um, this? It's just, it's just like a genetic thing. It, 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 it first showed itself in football, um, but it developed later on in real life, so. Yeah. It, it just turned that quick. That's what I'm saying. From from <laughs> from laughs to darkness. Yeah, that yeah, quick. Was and now um Hassan can't walk. I mean right. uh, no, hard. you see, I've I've overcome my ankylosis spondylitis. My my immune <laughs> system is better now. Sure. Please bring us back up. How was your week? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna help with that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling you from Potter Springs, Georgia. Um uh, we are Officially moved in, but then it's a mess over at our house because we got to go back and clean up. Uh, we had some visitors at my home yesterday when I left. Apparently, my um, neighbors are stuck in my house trying to figure out if we're renting or selling. Um, hmm. <laughs> wow. So my, yeah, so my cousin was actually at the house um, taking some care of some stuff for me, and he heard something in the um, garage, and it was like our neighbors, like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, saying, what's going like on in here? in the garage? In the garage, like inside, you know they could get shot for that. Y'all could have shot them and killed them because she could have been shot because she, how close she was in my garage. And my cousin was like, "What you doing? Like, what are you doing here?" And like, because I don't think she recognized him because he had like his he had pants that had paint on it, so she uh-huh. probably thought that he was like a contractor or something, right? And she was like, "No, I was just wondering, you know, if they're renting or um on selling the house." And I'm like, and he like, ma'am, I don't know you." It's like get out, like if he walked her out the um. Walked out the house, but then Shanita, my wife, we have a neighbor's cell phone, so she texted her and she was like, "Yeah, I heard y'all was interested, kind of like asking questions." And she shaggy us, man. She said it wasn't me. 
<laughs> oh no. Was was this a woman of the mayonnaise variety? Huh? No, she was, was this... a black lady, black lady actually. No. And is it the oh. way to your left side? My left side. Our right side. Our right side, yeah. Okay. She it would she say it was a her, is what she said. So which I wouldn't I wouldn't admit and look at me, I was evidence, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, so she was smart in her move. But I was I was ready to profile, I was ready to call her Karen. But this was this was this was on Yeah, this was just a Sharkeisha coming to cause problems. See, we're leading into the topic today already, already starting. But um but other than that, I'm good. Um, yeah, I mean, I had you know, I had a few. I had to have a black moment at work where it was kind. Of, well, I, I, I'm gonna try to say this without going into enough details. Um, there are people of the other persuasion that's on my team that I have to kind of manage, and they're much older, so they must be in a weird position to have information coming from a black guy. Um, in terms of like talking to you like an older um white guy, which, which might be like a full circle moment, you know, for them in terms of how times have changed. So I was talking to Daryl about that yesterday, which he was a nice guy, but I'm like, it is a moment kind of how stuff switched. And we talked about progress, but I think that was, that's a good moment of you can think about progress in terms of, you know. And it never gave you niggas money. So for my week, it's really been kind of low key for me. Um, the house, man, it's just always something to do with the house, man. It's just like, it's just always something and it, and it's funny like when i was in an apartment it was like i would buy stuff like the cheapest thing i could find just to hold me over because i knew it wasn't like temporary now these are like more permanent decisions it seems like so you wanted to get to quality but it's always literally literally something um you have to do so in it and then it wasn't even my house so our car both of our cars have issues with them the other week but <laughs> i had a uh the starter i had to clean out a battery terminal i had to fix the brakes on my wife's car it's just it's always something man and you're not as soon as we get done with this i gotta work on my daughter's car because i was telling hob sure i was telling him that if my daughter comes right now she's coming home in a towel because we have no clothes we have nothing <laughs> i don't have the crib set up i don't have a car seat for her she's coming in five weeks and we are dangerously unprepared right now not so dangerously. What? <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Carry over from Dax as far as like equipment or baby cribs or not cribs, but like you know maybe. I guess he's still a no because we were in an apartment, so he never had a crib because yeah. we had no space for it. So he he slept with us or in his pack and play. So we still have that stuff, but nothing, no clothes, nothing unless she's you know in mm. white clothes that are too big for her. Way like I said. Big. She's not gonna remember the first first year realistically. <laughs> so you know, you good. So do you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, make it make the best of it. Economical decisions only. My family, <laughs> right. when the baby arrived, they will, they used to put they used to like do a little dresser drawer and like put line it up with like um, you know, mm-hmm. pillows and stuff like that. And later oh, they, they still do dresser. that. They still uh, do that with like diapers and stuff at the hospital. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah. Do they close the drawer after they put the baby in? Or they leave it over. Why we gotta go there? I'm just asking. I'm just asking the question. I'm asking the question, bro. Sometimes, bro, you know, like if you put a blanket over a dog's cage, they think it's nighttime and they go to sleep. Why we close the baby in the water? That's defects. Um, I was asking a question, bro. I was just asking a question. I'm just trying to inquire what's going on. Question, Hobson. No, they do not close the baby into the into the door. Have they ever tried it? Is my next question. The solid, the solid, the Maybe when you have one, Hob, we'll experiment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We just leave him in there for like 30 minutes, see if he falls asleep, and then, you know, experiment done. Yeah, well, pull we'll him back out. Hob, we'll see if Bree all right with that when you yeah, try. Yeah. We, we aren't going to be able to let Bree know about this one. It's going to have to be a guy's, <laughs> a guy's <laughs> only <laughs> experiment. They're going to be asleep, all right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we'll have a monitor on on the, the little ankle monitor just to, just to be safe. Exactly. Put a, put an Apple Watch on, measure the pulse and everything, make sure everything's good. <laughs> you know my wife would kill me if she find out. You know, Bree would, would probably whip my ass for thinking about it. <laughs> That's all good. So, for what reason would it be for? Like, why are we closing the bar? I'm just kind of curious. He says it's so to try to put him to sleep because yeah. he thinks it's night, even though babies have no conscience of day and night. But I mean, you can also turn off the light. 
<laughs> you can also turn on. Bro, but <laughs> see all this light coming in, bro? I don't even have a light on in this room. And it's so bright. <laughs> I need to put my ass in a drawer. You try to treat it like a cat. Like, <laughs> so, guys, talking about profiling is what Hob uh, was talking about earlier. Um, we had a, a black people just, we just have an eventful, eventful time in this world, no matter what's going on. It was mm-hmm. World War Three. Gas prices are skyrocketing, but we still go through shit like in the in the midst of it. And I wanted to talk to you. So the thing that hit me is the Ryan Coogler situation, where he basically he went to the bank, Bank of America, on West Paces Ferry Road, and he had mask on because that's what. And this was in January, so he had a mask on because that's what we do, right? Go to the bank. He writes on to the teller he wants to withdraw twelve thousand dollars from his own he says from my checking account please count it in the back and be discreet right because it's twelve thousand dollars cash that he's paying to his stay-at-home nurse uh for his kid i believe what the money for is irrelevant so before so he gives the teller his id and also puts his bank card in and puts his pen in she does not look at none of that shit (laughs) she doesn't look at anything she is uncomfortable she gets uncomfortable she gets her a bank manager tells the bank manager what's going on first thing the bank manager tells her to do call the police when she calls the police she's talking to the 911 dispatcher she admits she never even looked at the id and the dispatcher had already sent the police at this point and then they said she the dispatcher kind of in her voice kind of feels like eh, this is not really a crime. I'm sure this is sounding like a misunderstanding, but the dispatcher never told the police that even asked, was there a weapon present? The bank teller says no. Police show up, guns drawn, arrest Kugler and his stay at home nurse that was in the car waiting. It was they said it was two people waiting in the car for him. Arrest both of them. Question them. Uh, put them in the back of the car, of course, question them and figure out that <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. So the question here is, I think when all of us first heard this story, we thought it was a Karen <laughs> at the bank teller, right? Like when you first read it, you was like, man, white people just profiling us. Yep. Then you hear, no, <laughs> no, this was a black woman who profiled Ryan Coogler, didn't know who he was, didn't even read his ID to see who he was. Didn't even check his bank account to see if he had the money that he was asking for in his actual account. Didn't even read the note fully. Or if she read the note, she didn't say that to the 911 dispatcher. My question is, you guys, is when you guys first heard this news, what did you think? Did you think like me, you thought it was a, a, a white person just profiling him? And then how was your views after you found out that it was a black woman? that that profile and because the basis of our topic is are we our own worst with enemy at this point so i'm gonna answer this i'm gonna go first so when i first heard the story i was a little confused because i i bank at bank of america and boo no i'm just saying i got i got a wells fargo so i can't go yeah and i think when you're going to the bank I don't think you have to fill out a a form. You just the mm-hmm. first step is for you to just put in your card. Mm-hmm. You look at your card, check your see you have an account there. Yeah. You don't put that and form then, anymore. You don't fill that yeah, out they, anymore. And then they fill out the information based off what you say you want to withdraw. So so that threw me off. Like, well, damn, why are you writing a note? You know, in terms of that's what I thought about trying to try to figure out what was going on. But then. I didn't realize he did do the the pin thing, and then at that point, you got all the information you need. So I'm gonna say why you why she was also it out. hold on. Also, Shar, to answer your question, the reason he's doing the note is it's twelve thousand dollars in cash, and he was saying that when he was coming out of like CVS or something, there's this guy just hanging out by there smoking. So basically, he's just it's just for his safety. Because if you ever went to the bank, so I would I used to be a bartender. I never withdrew a lot of cash, but. And the funny thing is, I thought about this after I read about the Ryan Coogler situation. I would come in with like 800, 500 at the least cash every week 
depositing it in. I thought it was cool to use the money counter. Like I've dropped, cause I knew somebody who worked there and I dropped the money on the counter. She let, cause she knew me, she let me up front. And um, if you notice, they kind of like have a business line and then yeah. a regular line. So she let me go in the business line always. And she would do the money counter. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Like I felt like, you know, like a dope boy or something. But the funny thing about it was I didn't realize that, yo, what is somebody watching me this whole time? Each week yeah, coming man. in, putting in cash each week. Okay, and I'm not saying they're wrong, but also isn't everybody done for the same thing? You know, what I'm saying like, um, yeah, but some some niggas is coming in to get forty dollars out the account, not twelve thousand. <laughs> so you know, if you hear if you hear if you hear this 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 black dude in here talking about, I'm about to grab 12, 12 G's, and put it in my pocket, and put it in my pocket, and walk outside, and you over here like, oh, I need this last forty dollars to get my rent paid. Hey, I don't know, man. That's a little. It's a little enticing. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be in a line if you gotta get forty dollars. You just wasting the um. You wasting the, 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 the um, ATM. Right. Maybe maybe his maybe his tell ATM tell person on um, time with the time there. He doesn't hit, so, hit his limit. Yeah. Okay. So maybe <laughs> um. So it's probably a little bit weird to me because from my in terms of the vantage point of what I'm hearing, I'm like, well, man, it's kind of weird for somebody just to walk in, write they, write a note, and say, "Give me twelve grand." Because I didn't realize it was like they did the pen thing yet. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then when I realized he did the pen, then I'm like, okay, now what Karen doing? Why Karen in these streets just um, <laughs> profiling black profiling. men? I'm tired of these white women profiling black men. And then I realized it was a sister. And I was like, oh. So when I found with the sister, I was like, well, I hate to say this, but my perspective changed. And I was like, well, maybe she did make a mistake. You know what? Mistakes are made. I get it. Which that's wrong because if I had that same energy for Karen, I should have had the same energy for Keisha. And I don't know why. <laughs> with Keisha, I was like, you know what? Mistakes happen. You know what? I get it. You know she's pregnant. But sure, you know, sure. It happens. The only thing with saying mistakes happen though is I get on my daughter all the time, right? And 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 she spilled M and M's on the floor, and my dog was trying to eat the M and M's. And I yelled at her for it because everybody knows dogs that eat chocolate is poisonous, right? Yeah. So I yelled at her and her grandmother was like, no, it was a mistake. And you can't yell at her for that. And I said, no, there's some mistakes that can't be made. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't get a mistake that can't be made. Like leaving your baby in the car while you go yeah. to the mall is a mistake you can't make. Yeah. <laughs> or when you yeah. go to work, you know what I'm saying? This is a no. mistake you can't make. Go ahead. No, I admit I was wrong, and and actually, my friend, my friends and I were talking about it, and we we're like, well, if if it's Keisha, is it still racial profiling? And we, and then we came to the conclusion, like it is, it's still racial profiling, even though it was Keisha who called the cops and assumed that this black man is about to rob the bank. And I think sometimes we as black people, we like to give ourselves a little, we don't want to recognize the racism in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I do like to know when I see a, a black man pass by. You know, so I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm wrong. Damn. Oh, sure. Damn. No, not in a sense of not in a sense of you scared I'm of these Negroes. Because <laughs> let, me, let, let me explain it. Because we don't realize how impacted we are by white people's prejudices as well. That we absorb that as well, and we absorb those stereotypes subconsciously, even though we realize that we don't. So that's what I mean by it. Now, granted, yeah, I don't feel like my life is danger, but it is no instinct that we kind of absorb, even though we don't realize we do. So that's kind of what I was getting at when I was saying that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Hobbs? Uh, Sean's um, already prejudiced with Black people. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, it, it reminded me, it's, it's a little anecdotal story, so bear with me, but it reminded me of about a year ago, I was working for a company called Grassroots Team. We were doing canvassing. Um, raising money for Amnesty International, which is supposed to be good stuff. But it, anyway, we canvassed from 3 to 8 p.m., right, during the winter time. So naturally, it gets dark at like 6. So, you know, uh, when we was in the white neighborhoods, I experienced a fair share of racial profiling and police being called on me while I was knocking doors, yada, yada, yada. Um, but what I also experienced is that when we were in the black neighborhoods, I also I had dogs let out on me. I had guns pulled on me. Um, I had, you know, people were very, very wary of black men in black neighborhoods as well. And it made me think, um, if you think about like crime statistics, and this is just like a very surface level analysis, right? But generally the, the crimes that are perpetuated against the community 
are committed by generally the people in that community, right? So mm-hmm. in black in black communities, most crimes are committed by black men. That that's that's a fact, right? Like I don't I don't think yeah you know we can't dispute that. Um, however, in white communities, most crimes are also committed by white men. Um, but white communities look at black people as the subject of or as potential criminals, despite the statistics. Mm-hmm. But in in black communities, they have reason to be a little bit suspicious of a, a black man walking around on their yard at night. You know, like that is a legitimate thing that they probably based on experience probably would be a little bit suspicious of. So well, um, saying that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, but I, I'm just saying that um, black people have, to, or black men, black women, we have to deal with not only the stereotypes from the white community that are based in nothing, really, just based in prejudice, but we also have to deal with the realities of uh, struggles that we've had in our own community. And you can argue, um, and, and I would, I would argue that a lot of these struggles are due to white supremacy and white supremacy's effect throughout history, um, congregating black people in black neighborhoods, redlining, um, you know, gerrymandering, all of this, like, led to uh, resources and funds being allocated more to white communities and therefore black people are more in poverty and therefore there's more crime, right? Um, and therefore black people look at other black people as potential criminals. Uh, to Shar's point, that is all a function of white supremacy, right? Like this mm-hmm. is the, the, the lady at the bank teller who thought like the guy gave her his ID. She could have just put in the pen and said, let's see if this guy has $12,000. She could have done it right there in front of him so that, you know, you don't got to be worried about, oh, this nigga going to go to his car and pull out, I don't know, an RPG to rob this bank by himself. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'm just like, how, how, how is this one dude in this hoodie about to rob a bank by himself? Like, it has an that, ID that stands there. Waiting. Yeah, you know, like he gives you he gives you his ID to tell you who he is before he robs a bank like this. That's. He's not and a very good bank robber. Look at it. You only you looked at you glanced at it to see it was a California ID, but you never yeah. even read the name. And I'm not saying she should know who Ryan Coogler is. It's not about that at all. It's not yeah. about like, she should at least, like you said, verified if he even had the money in the account and didn't even do that. But can we also add that he will pull out the money to probably do the most suburban thing ever to pay his nanny? You know what I'm saying? Like so. No, but, he, no that, that's he says she prefers to be paid in cash. But no, That's, I'm saying, but in terms of in terms of profiling, I mean, this man, mm-hmm. like, we're like, he's actually doing something that any other normal person would be doing in terms right, of. Right. Oh, okay, I got you. Right, right. Huh? He's paying the nanny. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not paying his homie to do this illiterate, this illegal business. He's paying the nanny. Go ahead, uh, Hop. Yeah. Um. So, I, and I, I agree with all of that. And 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 I think another thing that struck out to me was when the police showed up and they showed up with weapons, despite the fact that the dispatcher had clearly had some sort of reservation about this whole situation. Like mm-hmm. she thought she was very clear, like, oh, he might just want to be discreet, which is something like, mm-hmm. you know, she I've never. That. Yeah. You know, like I never I've never withdrawn twelve thousand dollars from a bank account. But I could imagine that if you're, you know, a millionaire, multimillionaire and you're going into a bank. It, on West Paces Ferry Road, like that's a, just a regular neighborhood. There's regular people there. Regular like, bank, man. Yeah, you know, it's also, just like, they're affluent, affluent area also. Yeah. So it's, it's not even a bad a, area. It's not even probably unusual for someone to come in and withdraw large sums of money. Let's just throw that out there as well. Yeah. You know what um, I'm saying? So like, and so, and, and, and then I think yeah, and I think and I think there's another another layer of this in terms of Ryan Coogler, uh, and and I don't want to blame this isn't a blaming on Ryan Coogler, right? But um, Ryan Coogler's explanation for why he wanted to be discreet and acknowledging that there was some dude outside smoking. I'm sure that that wasn't, uh, you know, a white man in a suit. Right. Um, Ooh, so, yes. you know, so yes. so there is there right. is a layer. Yeah. There is a layer of right. Ryan Coogler, despite the fact that he's in West Paces Ferry Road. Like, I'm sure when Bill Gates goes to his bank in Bel Air, like he probably isn't worried about niggas really wanting his it's probably little, not some random guy just smoking. Yeah, you know, like there's not there's not regular people around this bank, right? But Ryan Coogler's uh understanding of regular people is poor, they need money, and if they see that I have money, then I'll be a victim. Just and that build an onion back that I didn't even think about. You know what? Yeah. That's an interesting point because now I'm looking at Ryan, Ryan Coogler sideways. It's like the same thing that no, but, happened. The problem is you know, not in a bad all way. did it though. We all would have did this. Anybody standing outside, and it could have been just a black person, a regular black person, but it could have hit him like, yo, man, that could be 
anybody at that point that I'm not really paying attention to. No, like I'm the first person to admit, like I say, I lock the door sometimes when I see somebody that's like a black guy that I feel like I'm like a little nervous. You be locking about. the door all the time. Like, what but, but so I'm not even saying he's wrong for that, but it just goes to show you that how we just think, you know, how we think in terms of how we look at each other sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's daylight. You know, I'm not saying that a ch- the, chance, the chances of him getting robbed, it, it's not a possibility. But it's probably pretty low in terms of when you think about in terms of is daylight, you want what's face of fairy. It's not like people just getting randomly robbed every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So the chances of you actually getting robbed, even though if the bank teller like loudly saying, let me count the 12 G's, so, you know, in the yeah. um, at the bank, is still highly unlikely based off of the situation that's actually happening. So like, you know, it just Yeah, I mean I, I, that I, he's still like, yeah. Dang, for for me, for me. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's real, though, because, like, it's like I don't discredit his opinion because he, I don't know where Ryan Coogler grew up, but he may have grew up in a place uh, where he's it, in um, um, Oakland, Oakland. See, so Oakland. In, in Oakland, I'm sure there's a lot of places in Oakland where if you got two hundred, three hundred dollars on you, like you probably is going to get run up on if, you know, if people know about it. So, like, do we discredit Ryan Coogler's experiences and be like, oh, you're profiling because you saw this black guy outside and thought he might steal from you? Do we discredit the bank teller's experiences? Maybe she got right. You know, like I don't, I don't know these people's story, right? Is does my it, point. But does it make but, a difference that she was pregnant? No, does that make a difference? No, I don't care about that at all. I don't okay. care about that at all. I mean, I, I care and, about and, the baby. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I don't. So well, you're putting babies in drawers, so you don't. Exactly, you don't. bro. We just <laughs> cutting them off, cutting the lights off. We don't care. But is it racial profiling? Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. All, all, everything that I'm saying isn't negating the fact that it's racial profiling or negating the fact that. A lot of these things are functions of white supremacy, but the reality is that white supremacy has affected our black people's reality in so many different ways that like all of those things could like I could I could imagine a logical thought process that led every single person in this situation to make the decision that they made. Being, you know, as a black person, I could see a logical thought process, except the bank teller, because she had the card and the ID. I didn't even read it. Yeah, yeah, like but what about the manager? I'm just going to assume, I'm going to assume the manager's wife, right? I'm just assuming it. The manager didn't even step in. Like, as soon as he heard the manager, I, I, all I know is the manager was a male, I believe. As soon as they, he heard about it, he just said, call the cops. He didn't step in. He didn't verify anything. Well, also, you don't know what was communicated to him. So I'll give him a pass because at this point, he's giving the information a second. Yeah, so you don't know said, if the if the information is the same that she told the nine one one dispatcher. Nobody stepped in to verify this. Yeah, yeah. nobody I mean, looked I, at this dude's ID. And and I, th- I think and I and I think that's the the only place where I can put a, the well no no the only place where I can say that there was like a clear just like misfounded mistake like there was just an error in the process somewhere right because they could have put in his pen. They could have put in his, they could have looked up his ID, I get, you know, looked his ID up in the system, looked up his name to see if he had an account there. There was m- many different things that they could have done to avoid that situation. Um, my, my point was in the, the, like the fear that they were feeling, right? It, it, specifically mm-hmm. the black people, um, because I have less sympathy in regards to white people. Cause like I said, most crimes in white places are committed by white people. So their fear of black people is misfounded and based in nothing but racism. Um, yeah. But Black people, I like there is a legitimate argument to say, like, she could have had a reason to think that this guy was suspicious. Like, maybe, you know, uh, and I, and maybe that's not the right word because I don't think he, she's no, she's, you, you make sense because you're saying that we're around black people. So, if crimes are committed, it's going to be other, mostly black males, it's yeah. going to be black males. So, she has a little legitimate concern to be afraid but it just negates it when you don't verify anything that was given to you but okay but here's the thing and i think this is the question we're trying to get to so this is very complex because it's a lot of elements that comes that that forms our perception of the world so we admit that it's race it's racial profiling we all admit that but are we more forgiving because it was a black woman. Because at the end of the day, Ryan Kugler feel like he was like, you know what? At the end, he even came to the conclusion, like, you know what? It happens. I get it. I'm not upset. But my question is, if it was Karen who did it, 
Right. Would he be more upset? And that and that's and, and that's and you actually brought me to my next question because mm-hmm. that actually made because when they pulled him out, he wanted the police badges, their numbers and names and numbers, and it mm-hmm. seemed like he wanted their information more than figuring out who called the actual police on him. Like we could talk about the police, it was like seven of them, guns drawn. They thought they were got a call that it was a bank robbery. I don't know if the dispatcher related to them that, hey, man, this might just be a misunderstanding or not. Um, I, but I don't think he should have been as mad as the police as he should have been more to the, the bank. Yeah, I mean, I would have been I would have been furious with the bank because, uh, I mean, realistically, uh, I don't know. He didn't know what the dispatch call sounded like at this point. Right. right? Absolutely. So only thing that he knows is that they've got a report that he's robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. generally people don't rob banks with butter knives you know so it's like i could understand why the police showed up in that situation on some like we need to get control right mm-hmm. now you know like i understand that um however with, with with the black woman um are we more forgiving i think yes and, and that and that's because uh she didn't create that perception I, like i think you can argue maybe she's a little she ain't the sharpest tool in the shed you know like maybe she's not the smartest the smartest in her family but she didn't create whatever um situation and experiences that lead her to have the suspicion of black men that like i would argue that that most of that is likely a function of white supremacy like if she grew up in the hood and like you know the the, the crime was bad where she grew up and it was mostly black men that was perpetuating it um black people Black people commit crimes because of their proximity to poverty. Um, white people generally, uh, they commit crimes pretty much at the same rate. Uh, well, no, they commit crimes at the same rates regardless. Violent crime is a little bit worse in places where there's poverty, but regardless, um, white people don't have any like reasoning to me, to, to racial profile. Like there's no, there's no logical explanation of where, uh, like Tamir Rice, I don't see any situation where there's a 12 year old and the police just pull up and shoot them within 10 seconds of seeing, mm-hmm. you know, right, I don't, absolutely. I don't, I don't see a situation where that makes sense. I don't see a situation yeah. where, uh, you know, even like the, I'd hate to keep on bringing it, but like the Ahmaud Arbery, like where me seeing a black dude running down the street, even in a black neighborhood, if I see a black person running down the street, bro, I'm not about to chase this nigga. No, like yeah, we're about to run well, from wherever he's running. Yeah, from. like we we figure I'll start running with him. Like, <laughs> but also this is where um I just thought about this. Like, do you feel like a lot of white people's like profiling is um it not because of I guess guilt one, but also the fear that we so angry because they did so much bad stuff that we just may um flip well, out and like. The funny thing about that, I had somebody say that. He said he's always worried about black black people because he feels like one day they're just going to take revenge. We're going to take revenge out. But also, I want to also say we keep saying white people. It's more than other races that that racially profile us. Because the first time I was racially profiled was an Asian was inside of a beauty supply store and they followed me around the whole time. So it's not only just white people. It's just for some reason. Well, not some reason. We all understand why that we're racially profiled by everybody. And it's just it sucks when it's our own kind because if the same situation happened, if, if we did some multi-Marvel multiverse and the only thing that changed was Ryan Cougar was born a white male, would she have done that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if we're saying that the uh, outcome would have been different if it was a white male, because every time she asked a question, he said, read the note. That's all he responded, read the note. And she just, she wouldn't read the note. <laughs> she wouldn't even do that. And she's like, I, I feel weary that this black guy in a mask is telling me to read a note. That, that basically what it was. And all she probably saw was $12,000. Yeah, and it's also, it's also probably years and years of conditioning and watching movies where niggas was bank robbers or, you know, like, like set it, it off or something. Yeah. I mean, set it off. That, what, what was the movie with T.I.? There's a, a lot of bank robbery movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so, so I'm sure that like, there, there was some, there was some level of conditioning and you can argue that for white people as well. Like you can argue that, even the institution of white supremacy is just years and years and years of conditioning white people to think that they're right no matter what mm-hmm. um and you know that's true um but i like again when well, when we're having a conversation about the apology i i just i don't have any sympathy for white people because they built this shit and i think if you built something you know how it works so if you're okay. utilizing it if you're utilizing it you're utilizing it with intention 
And therefore, I don't like I don't have any sympathy for you. Um, so, well, let me add this and this could put in another layer. So I tell you, my favorite thing is to read the comments. Right. So I'm always reading. And, and the one thing I read this Ryan Coogler comment, because I wanted to see the people who are sticking up for the bank. Luckily, wasn't a lot of them. But one person did say in their training, they worked at a bank in their training. Every time they have a scenario where somebody is robbing the bank, it was always a minority. So, so, so she said they are conditioned to feel like the threat is coming from um, a minority, most likely a black male. So yeah, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but yeah, um, that, that's what everything though. We always building in every scenario, just in terms of this, you know. So I'm not surprised by that either. So, so I want to play. Uh, I want to play white devil's advocate for a second. Okay, she called the police because she did not know that was Ryan. If she knew who Ryan Coogler was, she didn't know that was him, right? So I'm going to assume if she knew that was Ryan Coogler or she knew that was a, a bigwig director with Black Panther Creed, all this stuff, she wouldn't have done this, right? So because she thought a regular person pulling, a regular Black person putting out 12000 she calls the police. It seems like when somebody is a celebrity, though, we do the exact opposite when they do something bad. Like we go completely out of our way to defend a black celebrity too. Kanye. Kanye is a huge example because if Kanye was doing that to your hob, your sister, Shar, your sister, your nieces, beat his ass, fucked him up. Right, the whole community would have been over there. We going, we going to Calabasas, people. You know I'm saying yeah. we would have fucked them up. So, and and I look at the Calvin Ridley situation where he bet on NFL games. He wasn't playing in them, but he knows there's one rule that's in writing to not do, and that's bet on games. Yet everybody's mad at the NFL because they're like, well, people who commit domestic violence had six games. He has a whole year. I'm like, but he still did something bad, right? So instead of, you know, staying on something bad, we mad at the NFL for punishing them. Why do we then do that? So we just argue about the Ryan Coogler situation, but why we then, it seems like celebrities were quick to defend them. But we in this, this, we in this era, and not even from celebrities angle, but just in general, when someone does something bad, we try to reason justify their actions by saying, well, this person did something worse and they got this. But I'm like, and I don't understand why we in that era where we just can't isolate Oh, we know that's even racism in, although we know that's racism in how people actually are sentenced. We know that. But even, at the end of the day, we try to rationalize someone else doing something bad by saying, well, this person did something bad too and why didn't they get more or less punishment? Even in situations where they're not even, they're not even the same scenario. We just try to just do stuff to try to justify people's action. And I don't even know why we're in that era. But like, even to your point, even as a celebrity, celebrities seem to like get off or get defended easy because they're just pretty much put on pedestals. And uh, and we know the reality of it because they're celebrities, we're just gonna always want to defend them because we want to keep our vision and we want to keep that that ideal of what we think a celebrity is. And it's kind of sad and that we actually act like that and change our perception or our morality based off of who does it. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, it's, a, it's, it's, just a, it's an unfortunate situation on how we try yeah. to make that thing. Because so, if, it, if Kanye was just a dude off the street, we, won't be, we wouldn't be talking about the situation like we're talking about it now as far as forgiving him for, for everything he keeps doing. So. Mm-hmm. so so I think I think the kind well and obviously the Kanye situation and the Calvin Ridley situation are two different situations yeah. but mm-hmm. I think with the Kanye situation um, a majority of it is people's people's uh, people don't like to change their opinion nowadays and Kanye mm-hmm. was one of these people to the entire black community was behind Kanye at one point yes. everybody was fucking with Kanye everybody was like mm-hmm. I'll acknowledge now Kanye is one of the greatest musical talents that we've probably ever seen um however and the past like five to seven years kanye has been an absolute detriment to the mm-hmm. black community mm-hmm. um to black families to our mm-hmm. public image like kanye has been a detriment to the black community but because of who he used to be and the pedestal that we used to hold him on 
black people are having a hard time letting that go. And I, you can talk about R. Kelly. You could talk about R. Kelly's uh, not, uh, yeah, like my. I mean, even even um, and, and a part of it is hard, right? Because the to to Shar's point, the legal system. Um, well, in R. Kelly's situation, like the legal system has never been like kind to black people. So, mm-hmm. like, there, I'm sure there's a lot of black people who are like, this is just the white man trying yeah, to get Cosby, one of our, yeah, trying, Watson. To, trying to get one of our leaders done. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. That's not the argument. No, I'm, I'm with I'm you. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coming up with you saying, yeah, yeah. So it's like people, people are, people are uh, stuck on the image that they've created of this person, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that's. I think it's dangerous for black people to idolize really realistically anybody who uh I don't know. I think it's dangerous for black people to idolize rich people in general in, in most well, senses. No, we, 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 I'm sorry, as black folks, we need to be able to call a spade a spade because we it because it hurts us when we don't do that. So we have to be able to hold ourselves accountable while at the same time making sure that we protect our brand as well. So when you defend a Kanye, you're still hurting the black brand. You know what I'm saying? I don't think people realize that part of it because all Kanye is is a is a pawn for white people to justify how black people are. Yep. Or use that against black people to say, okay, well, y'all say this, but look what Kanye's saying. You know what I'm saying? So he believes that y'all slavery is, you know, slavery um is a choice. Is a choice. Like so if he believes if he's a black man saying that, then it must make sense what he's saying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna latch on to his beliefs and then think that whatever y'all say in terms of systemic racism is just crazy. So, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's literally like uh, when when you when you try to tell a white person that they're racist and then they bring out their black friend and mm-hmm. their black friend is Kanye, you know, and it's like right, right, like, or like it, Candace it, Owens, Jason yeah, Whitlock, you know? somebody like that. So, 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 like it, it gives them like to people who know what's going on. They we know that. Candace Owens, all those people, they're not credible. They like mm-hmm. they don't say things based in reality. However, not everybody, like, not everybody is like that, bro. Like 40% of the country participates in the presidential election. You know, like that's the biggest mm-hmm. stage of politics. And not even half of the country participates in that. So, in terms of just like political awareness, social awareness, most people in this country do not like fully understand and i won't even say that i fully understand but like people don't have a full grasp of the implications of things right um and and i and i think that that goes a little bit into the calvin ridley situation i was i was a little bit frustrated with the calvin ridley verdict not because i'm a falcons fan i really don't think he's gonna play for the falcons anymore he will never play yeah for yeah I don't, I don't think he's gonna play for the falcons again so it's not based on that but um i think there isn't like I'll take it back to this. The black codes, right after slavery ended, they they put out these black codes, right? That said, you know, black people can't be in a town square in more than groups of three. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to be accompanied by a white person if you're going X, Y, you know, mm-hmm. like they put out all these rules to specifically target black people. The punishments for these rules were higher and more severe. Um, the Calvin Ridley situation, the only reason it's not the same situation is because a lot of the people who did a lot of the domestic violence were black people as well. So I don't think that's a racial situation, but I do think the comparison of domestic violence versus betting $1,500 on some games, I think there's an argument to be made that, bro, the domestic violence people don't deserve to be playing in the league, period. You know, like that's not a good representation. Right. But of- also, the but the only argument there is when you're when you do domestic violence, you're not messing with the NFL's money. When you do gambling, you're messing with the integrity of the game. Now you fucking with the NFL's money. That's yeah. why. So it's a money thing, and the NFL is betting that. Yeah, he beat up his girlfriend, but I bet you niggas still watch it. That's yeah. what. That's what the NFL is betting on. One hundred percent. that even if we even if he bet, I mean, for us, it's like okay, well, I mean, that sucks, but we still want to watch him play because you know. So no, but if he drops that- a couple of passes in a big game, you're gonna think he's throwing the game. And, that, and that, that's that's what it came down to is that if Calvin Ridley had a bad game next season mm-hmm. and this came out, now it's all of a sudden Calvin Ridley's throwing games. Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley's trying to do this to make money. You know, the NFL is corrupt. Like, that's the whole issue with boxing is because yeah. boxing, boxing has well, so much boxing money. Boxing had a huge it. problem with that. Yeah. Like, people people thought that niggas was just throwing fights. No, to, they to were. To make a check. 
No, they're yeah. throwing fights. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, so so the I understand the NFL not wanting to go down that path. Um, I just for a lot of black people, the rules have always been so immoral that morality is often the the center focus of our argument when it comes to these situations, right? So we're right. arguing but, about the the morality of beating your wife versus the morality of betting fifteen hundred dollars on a game that you're not playing. It, it also and, was more than fifteen hundred, though. It was over thirty thousand. Yeah, well, out. well, didn't cover well, these liar. Yeah. But yeah, um, Keller, you lied and you got yeah, he lied about it. On my yeah, podcast. He, yeah, he was on Twitter talking about 1500. I was like, What? Okay, I'm saying, I ain't that bad, but I didn't realize that I don't have a problem. He bet over 30,000 in like five days, so he, okay, he, that's he, a whole he, different situation. He has a problem, um, but but we were going in a direction that I that I wanted to focus on, and I can't think of what we were saying as far as um, us in terms of when we form our opinion, how knowledgeable we are. In right, terms right. of people like gas prices, I mean, Biden saying says that he um trying to like do something to change um prices of gas, but there's really not much he really can do in terms of how the rules are set. It's really you know the what I'm saying? Tax. In terms of huh? It's really, the gas tax. Yeah, so that's something he really can change. But the thing about it is, is that we as people not understanding really how stuff works, we'll just jump to the conclusion and say, we need to get Biden out of office or yeah, we'll just Biden go down a road with no type of reason or logic just based solely on our feelings of how, um, how, how things are. So how do we fix that in ourselves that's trying to get people more informed to well, be you able can't. to kind of, and, and I'm gonna give kind you of reason, like we reason to come up with conclusions of, right. you know, to form our opinion a lot better than just saying, well, if Cap, Calvin, if somebody, if we, if we're promoting domestic um, abuse, why are we suspended? Like those type of, why we can't have that reason? How do we develop that type of reasoning where we don't make opinions based off of emotions and more? Well, we can't. We can't because we're so up. divided. We're so yeah. we're so divided at first, and the problem is, I'm gonna bring up the Deshaun Watson situation <laughs> again. One of the things I do is I read comments, and when Deshaun Watson was said he wasn't gonna be charged. We all understand that does not mean a crime was not committed. That just means they don't have enough evidence to charge him. But soon as it came up, they did exactly how what you were talking about earlier. See, all these women lied and they're trying to tear down a black person in our society. I mean, 20 women. I can't get three people to come together and we agree on the toppings of pizza we're going to order. You're going to get 20 two women that's like that should be damn the information but if you look into the comments niggas was excited <laughs> niggas was like dude like we we won we won and it, and again they're like like he's just acquitted you know what i'm saying so it's, yeah it's dangerous is the that 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 particularly is dangerous right because um on one hand like I used to be a college football player, right? So I used to have, I, I had the conversation many a times about how these, you know, these girls going to try to have sex with you and try to get, you know, get pregnant and do X, Y, and Z because you have a future and all this, yada, yada, yada. While I do believe that some of that is true, um, it, it creates a dangerous precedent for Black men going forward to negate and invalidate women's, mm -hmm. uh, women coming forward with their stories about sexual abuse. Right. Um, and, and so the next situation where there's a football player, who's like doing some questionable shit and some women come forward, we're going to be like, Oh, here goes Deshaun Watson 2.0. The league's trying to get rid of this successful black quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, Cause he wanted a trade. Yeah. Cause he I wanted a trade. NFL care that much about Deshaun Watson that we're going to put 22 women. Cause he wants a trade from the Houston Texans. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and so it creates, it does create a dangerous precedent. Um, I, however, like, I do understand that, like, there have been times where men have been falsely, just mm -hmm. plainly falsely accused of some sort of heinous sexual What a Chris Brown situation that just came out. Yeah, Chris Brown. Yep. 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 Yeah. Chris Brown was falsely yeah. accused. She had, yeah. he has the text messages to prove that it wasn't true. I don't, but I don't think people really jumped on Chris Brown like that. I, I didn't I didn't hear about it. I wouldn't have been surprised. And that, that's I probably would have been like, I don't think niggas was surprised when they saw the Chris Brown news because of his history with women. So it probably didn't catch as much attention just because niggas probably was just like, oh, 
Chris doing what Chris do. Yeah, we just sit um, back and wait till the facts come out before we make our yeah. opinion on him. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Chris, but you know. Yeah, but in the end, there was somebody who saw opportunity and tried to take advantage of it. But then when those, when those type of things happen, like you say, Hobson, black men jump on it as like that's the Bible or that's the, you know, that that's the reality. Like every black man who's accused is um innocent and that's not and necessarily and then we attack black women so it falls yeah, you the, it's the exact opposite of the ryan coogler situation where we automatically think black women are are out to get us yeah and and in this situation i i wouldn't even say it was like black women because i don't think many of the women that deshaun watson was accused of were black i'm pretty sure it was like white and asian women wasn't it um, uh, i believe you're right i believe yeah, so but but i, I will say that um well a couple things but black women defend like defend women black black women defend anybody who's their ally more vigorously than their allies defend them generally right yeah. so like black yeah. women black women will Perfect. defend black women will defend women right white women do not give a fuck about black women black men black women will defend black people and black men generally will in, like, in situations like that yeah, they're not going to go as hard for black women as black women go for black men, right? Um, so in this situation, when this all came out, I'm, I remember seeing a lot of black women who was like, oh, this nigga is the worst and all, yada, yada, yada. You know, he's terrible. Because of 22 women came out and said that he sexually assaulted them, you know? And as a mm-hmm. woman, I could see how you're going to be like, hey, this guy's pretty trash if 22 women have come out and said that he's trash. That is and, a lot. You know, that like that's that's those are overwhelming numbers. Um, but on the same hand, black men were on some, no, Deshaun Watson is the stand-up guy. We've never seen any of him do anything bad. They just don't even know. Him. <laughs> yeah. Like you never met this nigga ever before in your life. Um, like, y'all, but, like y'all hanging out 24 seven. Yeah. But, but this, you know, this the homeboy and you know, this nigga, you know, like y'all would go way back. Um, but that that's where the tension's created. Right. Because mm-hmm. black, like black women are on some, like, yo, he was accused. And black men are still operating from this space of um, a, a lot of its defensiveness from like white supremacy and like not wanting mm-hmm. to be victims of unjust persecution because of like white supremacy or rich white people not liking the way that you do things. A lot of it's from that. A lot of it's also hesitancy from being um, corrected and, and criticized by black women. Black women in today's day and age are a lot more vocal about their Mm-hmm. about where black men can be better right and so that tension has been building up and in situations like this it's highlighted and amplified because one we're not like most people are not going to go to the houstoncourts.com and read the whole entire like thing of evidence read the statements the depositions he also pleaded the fifth so he didn't yeah you know so 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 like when somebody pleads the fifth, I don't know if y'all know, but that is refusing to say something that incriminates yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that, that is kind of damning evidence, right? So people who don't know all that stuff, but especially black men who don't know all that stuff and aren't going to read all that stuff, they're going to hold strong in their opinion because they got a whole bunch of niggas on Twitter who's backing them and supporting them. Um, so they're going to stand 10 toes down in their and wrong opinion. And think and think that all these women are just you know looking mm-hmm. to bring this black man down for no reason when that's just not the fact. So I guess Shar, you were asking how do we fix it? I don't know. I mean, like, I I don't. I think it's I think it's uh, I think social media is the biggest contributor to a lot of these tensions because you always feel like there's somebody who supports you on social media, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what kind of weird shit you put out. Yep. There is a Twitter verse or a TikTok verse or something. You know, you can find somebody who thinks that that shit is cool. I mean, you got um, pedophiles who got coming together to say, I was born like this. And yeah, like it's a, a sexuality. A yeah, they have a movement trying to make it. So, yeah, you can find some okay. anybody to agree with you. So, this is this is what I've gathered from this conversation. <laughs> so, this is a very complex statement, and this is specifically for Black men. What I have gathered is that we live in a world of white supremacy. And there are there are there are good men, good black men, and there are not so good black men. 
if you the best thing at the end of the day as a black man or as a man in general that you need to just be accountable for yourself and be accountable for your actions as a person and try to live your life not saying you're not gonna make mistakes but just try to be as authentic and real and honest as you can when assessing situations and assessing each other and living your true authentic self and try to be as good or whatever the person should be but even in your moment to try to be a be your best you still could be profiled Mm-hmm. You still could be, you still could be on um, question your your own integrity. All those things could still happen, even though you may be living the best person you could be. But at the same time, that still does not give you the right to assume that we're incapable of doing bad things as well. And we, and for those people that we know doing bad things, we need to hold them accountable as well. Yeah. I mean, I, but, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, I think I think it's so for me. It's like. Um, I think it's extremely important for black men to call out other black men in these spaces when they're wrong. Right. So, so um, like, I didn't know about the pleading the fifth thing. Right. So like when I see somebody who's defending Deshaun Watson vehemently on Twitter, a a black person defending, maybe even only, and this may be just a little bit of prejudice or bias on my part, but I really don't care about like making white people feel better about their selves and, like in arguments between black people and white people i really don't care about the phrasing and like all that i think with black women though um black men have to recognize that one uh we are very 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 influenced by white supremacy and white patriarchy like that's what the country and like we were we were founded on that kind of shit um so we're influenced by that greatly um and therefore those of us who are making a conscious effort to break down those walls and like be like Shar said, be a good person, be a better person than you were yesterday. Part of being a better person is seeing black men who aren't where you are and recognizing that in order for black people to be better, we got to bring him to where I am mm-hmm. and we got to take me to where that guy is. And, and, and black women, the same thing, right? Like the black woman who's a tell a bank teller, like, again, I'm a little bit more sympathetic for her cause than probably we would be if it was, you know, a white, 40, 45 year old white woman with blonde hair. You have pitchforks, um, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd be on West Paces Ferry Road talking about Black Lives Matter right now. Right. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so, but, but, you know, it's like, it's like for her, there is a, 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 a moment or an opportunity for her to not only improve herself, but improve, like, we got to look at it as, each step we're taking is improving the black race. This is making the black race go from this level of oppression to a little bit less oppressed because we don't have these white supremacy uh, ideals infiltrating our thoughts and making us think like idiots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have, we have to think about it like that and we have to bring people up to where we are. Right. It's almost like we got to be family where like, I can say that to you, but you can't say that to her. So as a black person, I can talk to my black person whatever way I want to talk to them. But as a white person or someone else, you can't say that to them. I can say that to them. You need to kind of like fall back. You don't need to have that opinion because the reason why we like this is because of y'all. So you don't get to say nothing, but I need to get, because at the end of the day, we feel sympathetic to the to the lady at Bank of America, but we need to pull her to the side and chastise her as well. You know what I'm saying? So I got to be like, and we ain't going to do that we ain't gonna do that in public. We're gonna pull hustles out in private. Like, you know, you're yeah, wrong private. with that. We're gonna defend you in public, but like, you know, you're wrong, though, right? That's how we gotta be with each other. Yeah, I saw a lot of people say that they, uh, she should be banned from uh, Black Panther 2. I vehemently disagree with that. I think she be, should be front and stage on the red carpet. She should be right next to him the entire time so she can see Black excellence right there. Yep. She can mm-hmm. see somebody that you, profiled as a as a bank robber and see what we actually can be what we actually are what is what is ryan coogler helping build right now in our image so she should be front row if i was him she would be walking down the red carpet with me so she can see multiple multiple black people who can walk into any bank in america and say let me get twelve thousand dollars cash discreetly discreetly Yep, and she should be in those circles. That's exactly what I do. But he also, said, to, go ahead, Charlie. To, but also to make to let her know that that's not to say 
that bad thing can't happen, that there's a chance that a black guy can't come in the bank and rob you. Mm-hmm. But don't let that one black man dictate your beliefs of all the other black men who are doing things good good also. And that's the part that I think we get caught up on. I mean, like, I, so so I guess I'll ask you, Daryl, because you, you got a, a daughter um, and another one on the way. But it's like when... So on one hand, niggas would be like, yo, black women saying niggas ain't shit. And like this, this, mm-hmm. this common theme of black men just not being good people or, or you know, right, good, right. good people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like and I would as well. I disagree with that statement. Like, I don't think that all niggas are trash. I don't think I think that niggas have work to do. Right. I think we have work to do. Right. But I don't think that niggas are inherently bad. Yeah. Um, but I could imagine myself. When I have a daughter, I'm going to let her know. Yeah, niggas, niggas, niggas can be trash. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's, it's not it's not that it's not that they're inherently trash. Like mm-hmm. it's that most of the time, especially growing up, you damn near don't even got a choice. Like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So like mm-hmm. a lot of these young niggas who think that they're in love with you, yeah, okay. he probably he probably think that for today, and then tomorrow he's gonna see somebody who you know got blonde hair and maybe it's a little exotic or something and he want to try it you know so it's like and then in that situation he is trash but is he like in 10 years are we gonna look at him and be like hey He's still that's be that trash. yeah is that that's 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 that, that trash motherfucker who did that dirty grimy shit and, you know like is yeah. that the energy we have to have no uh, i don't know no because my daughter was talking about she sometimes says she has a boyfriend but you know boyfriend for 11 year old is relative yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't top her. I was like, this, this is elementary school boyfriend girlfriend. They, they don't know what dating is, but she was like, yeah, he was crushed, and he, and because, you know, she switched schools, and like he's probably crushed about me, and and she, he can't, you know, think straight, and he's not going to school straight. And I had to tell, her, I was like, to be honest, Kylie, you're 11 years old, he's 11, you're probably not that important to him. Like he probably done moved on. Like, yeah. don't ever think that you're that important to to a person like that. You could just control his move. You guys are 11. Just like you moved on <laughs> yeah. and hanging out with new friends. He doing the same thing. So I think it's just to be honest, to say, yes, these things can happen. These things can happen. Bad things can happen. We all had relationships that didn't work out. None of us are with the person probably that we started with. Maybe Shar is. I don't know. But um, none of us regular folks are with the first person we dated and shit happens and these are also kids for the most part these are kids trying to figure it out so i'm not going to be bad if a little 15 year old breaks my daughter's heart i'm gonna be there for her but also on the fact that he's a kid trying to figure it out too i was trying to break some 15 year old heart too when i was 15 so um, i mean i wouldn't say trying it might have happened by accident but yeah, you weren't trying to. I mean, <laughs> just like I said, I was I was aiming we were trying for the to heart. be dogs. We were trying being dogs when we were kids was cool. Was 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 am I right, Char? It was cool. Yeah, I mean the definition. Cool, yeah. yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So we got to understand that we're going through this experience and you got to figure these things out. So you yeah, and also to be the example to yeah. let you know niggas ain't trash because daddy ain't trash. <laughs> like, look how daddy <laughs> treats mom. Like to constantly be that example. So I'm gonna end think, it. Go ahead, Shar. But no, I just think people don't. The oh god, um, Shelly Clark, you probably don't want to hear this. Um, the world, I think as, as, as corny as it sounds, it's not black and white. It's like it, we are people operate as if the world is just black and white, and and they're just great to it. And I know that sound people hit all the time, but it really is not just a straightforward answer in like you got to be able to kind of adjust your opinion based off of what happens and not necessarily get stuck on something because something bad or good happened to you because life changes so quickly that you know you yeah. got to be able to just with change it. your mind with new information yeah and be okay with that but, be okay with uh ryan coogler said this situation should never have happened however bank of america worked with me and addressed it to my satisfaction and we have moved on my last question for you guys: Are y'all good with that? I mean, I good, it. It good, but all I'm saying is, I mean, I don't eat that deep, but like, um, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, but what I'm saying is, it would have been that deep, like Hobson said, if it was Karen who did it, and we would have been asking to shut down that well, that Bank of America, and I'm not even saying we're wrong. I, that's the crazy part. Right. It's so complex. 
that I'm not even saying we're wrong for it. I'm just saying it is racist. It is on racial undertones. So I'm just saying that it would have been a whole, we will still be talking about this. Uh, Jesse Jackson, everybody would have been at their so, uh, Bank of America. So, so, so let me get this straight. <laughs> if it was a Karen that did it, this wouldn't have been good enough. This you statement. Think Keisha, you think Keisha Lance Bottom would have been at that Bank of America? No, I, I agree. I agree. I just, just so the people who's listening. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Karen, this statement wouldn't have been good enough. I don't I even know. think we would have allowed I think, the statement. To I don't think Ryan Cougar, Ryan Cougar would have made the statement. He wouldn't be making a statement. No, I'm saying we wouldn't, even if he made the statement, we wouldn't have allowed it to be okay. We would have allowed it. We would have went there. Right, Jim Mike would have been at the Bank of America handing <laughs> out applications for his to open an account at his bank. That's what would have right. been happening. Uh, we would all left Bank of America. We would have been joining Kill About. I want to name his bank. He kind of thought up. We would have been, we would have been opening up accounts, talk about bank black. It would have been a whole movement. Yeah, we would have been doing. <laughs> Good talk is always. Bank America. I'm just, I'm on front. Bank of America has treated me well over the past oh, twenty plus years. So, you know, every time I go in there, they treat me like a king. So I love it. But. Well, as far as yeah. they treat me well, even though I feel like scum walking in. There. Do they really? Do they really treat you well, or are they just convinced you? Well, I don't know. Bank of America is, is is it, man? I don't know. I've never. I, had I used to. Wells Fargo. I used to collect debt for Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is one of the grimiest companies there is out there. You got to be careful with them. I, I'm just saying my experiences. They have never. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they could be cool to you. Maybe you got a little plug, but I don't have a plug. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um. All right. So, Hob, sign us out. Hey, man! If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you uh, like, rate us five stars, follow us on Facebook social media platforms and less of a man. Um, and, and most importantly, share with a friend and tell them to listen to it two or three times. Um, once again, we're aiming for that 10,000 views per episode, Mark. Um, and we appreciate y'all and love y'all. And um, we'll see you next time. Be careful at the bank. Yeah, no, nah, be safe. Don't watch everybody. Don't just watch oh. the guy smoking and just watch everybody. <laughs> like... yeah, make sure you come in with like a, a megaphone and announce how much money that you're about to withdraw. So that the I'll bank say, teller I'm is not, not a threat. Why, I am not a threat. Like that, why do I feel like that? I'm a, from here on out. That count machine will just be extra loud to me all of a sudden. I'm just sure. gonna be just like. <laughs> the is, I really, when I was doing it, when I was doing, I thought the counting machine was cool. It never dawned on me that somebody could be watching me every week doing this. Never That's dawned. A, on me. That sound gonna be extra loud from here on out. Like every time you go to the bank in here, it's just gonna be like. Just huge, like just volumes more than you ever thought it was because now. <laughs>